you're listening to The Tech Box. Good morning, everyone. It's episode 29 of the Tech Box podcast. Um, it's Rich Fletcher and Andy Hagen in the seat today. So it's been a while since we've um, since we've chatted with you all. So hopefully we'll be able to give a little bit of a different perspective to some of the things that have been talked about recently. Um, hopefully you'll enjoy it. What do you think, Andy? What have you got to tell us about today? Well, uh, it's been a little while since we were both on, and I think it's uh, you know difficult with different time zones and different schedules and things like that but i'm I'm hoping that uh our three listeners are looking forward to hearing your voice and my voice because they must be so sick and tired of richard and james at this point (laughs) yeah maybe so i don't know but um (laughs) you know we all offer our perspectives don't we so um let's dive straight in as the kids say on youtube and um and we'll start chatting about um, some of your stuff you've had some a number of different phones recently you seem to be a bit of an lg man at the moment um, yeah. and you've had a few different lg devices and you've gone backwards and forwards on a few so tell me a little bit about that well i've yeah i've gone backwards and forwards a few times and my toys have definitely been thrown out of the pram on a few occasions in the last few months but um been a massive fan of the of the v30 which you know uh james and i talked about a long time ago and um, been, was trying to find a reason to, to change up from that because anyone listening to this podcast and you yourself as, as well, it, it does feel weird when you have the same phone for more than about two minutes. So you're always looking for the, ne- the next best thing. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was using the, the S9 Plus all, all over the summer, throughout the summer. That, that was brilliant. But then the itch came towards the end of the summer. So I thought, you know, what, what can I get instead of the S9 Plus? And I discovered that the V30 had a, a version called the V30S, which had 128 gigs, 6 gigs of RAM. Uh, apparently, the screen issues were all fixed, and it came in a nice Moroccan blue. So I thought, yeah, that, that'll be uh, something nice, different. I can change it mm-hmm. up. I was getting yep. a little bit bored of the Samsung interface. So I got that, and that was in um, uh, late uh, August. Really, really enjoyed it, and I really couldn't couldn't see anything that was going to kind of draw me away from that because it was just this is the v30 this is the v30 but a sort of slightly updated version but basically the same the same phone right then lg released the v40 in september and i was naturally interested in it but then i saw a michael fisher review on launch day and he kind of put me off it because he said you know yeah it's it's got a lot of whistles and bells but Basically, when it boils down to it, the cameras aren't that great. And I thought, for $950, I'm absolutely better off with just keeping my V30, which I'm very, very happy with. And one of the big advantages Mm. about using the V30 with um, a Snapdragon 835 is that you could port uh, the Pixel camera APK into the phone, both wide-angle lens and standard lens, which... (laughs) for for me and for my experience using the phone was just fantastic i mean it was fast it was brilliant the pictures were just so spot on probably not as good as the actual uh pixel pictures but still just quite quite a way better than the the stock camera was producing on the v30 and then um and then the the inevitable happened I i still carried on like looking around to see what was available and then i discovered um that you could get the v40 uh, on T-Mobile, sealed for five hundred and fifteen dollars, and yeah, it's like the price. I don't know how I feel about these. I don't know how I feel about these huge price drops. I mean, I mean there's a part of me that thinks, you know, yeah, there's a part of me that thinks that it's just a business decision, and that you know these companies like you know Huawei and and LG and people like that, they launch them high because they know they're going to drop in value. Um, they're going to have to take a percentage drop on whatever their right. original RRP is. So what they do is they price them nice and high, knowing that they're going to come down to what they're comfortable at. So if they if they launched them at sort of six or seven hundred pound, they would still come down by fifty percent, I think. Right. Just because that's how the market is, and that's that's what people expect. So if yeah. they price it high. Uh, they will sell a few at that high price, but not many. Um, and then they'll sell eventually, as it peters out, they'll start to sell at price that they're comfortable with. That's my theory anyway. I mean, obviously, they would love to sell at a high price, but I'm seeing an awful lot of 
um, of phones out there at the moment that you know the prices have have crept up and crept up and. I'm not seeing. I mean, the biggest offender at the moment, I think, is the Pixel Three and the Pixel Three XL. Right. Yeah. The Pixel Three, I could just about stomach at the price that it's at for the entry level, just about. But even then, I haven't pulled the trigger on one, even though I'm a big Pixel fan. What is um, that in the in the, the UK XL, at the moment? Um, is it seven seven fifty or seven three okay. nine or something? I'm not sure. I know that Google don't match dollar for pound in the same way that Apple do. So right. I think it's seven nine nine in the US and it's seven four nine maybe or something like that okay. in the UK. But I can you know, I don't see a huge massive you know, I just don't see where they're getting the prices from, to be quite honest. Right. When you look at a Pixel three XL that's you know, the large one with the large capacity, it's nudging a thousand pounds and when you compare that to the regular sized three with 64 you know they're, they're doubling the the storage which it must only cost them it can't cost them much at all to do that and the screen with the notch in again i think it's table stakes these days i don't know why it's it's got such a huge premium attached to it but yeah. anyway that's that's my my mini rant over i suppose on prices i'm sure nobody wants to see them <laughs> go up but uh well i think apple have given everyone else a pass which is a bit unfortunate really yeah i mean i think generally even though the prices of these things are um very high especially compared to what we you know what we used to a few years ago you know um somebody on uh, on twitter some journalist i can't remember who it was now some someone that we we would all respect actually said you know yeah 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 it's a thousand dollars or a thousand pounds but it's actually worth it you know when you look at that you know what it costs to make these things and the components inside and the, and the, the marketing and the research and everything else you know it actually ends up being sort of something that is actually worth nine hundred dollars a thousand dollars but the thing with the with the v40 is it's still being sold for 900 something over here but I don't know whether the UK networks do anything like this, but the, the US networks have this weird marketing, uh, promotion, uh, activity where they, they do buy one, get one free. And mm. yeah, you have this not quite, you know, buy one, get one free. There are, there are, there are strings that are attached, but when the likes of T-Mobile and, and Sprint do buy one, get one free on the V40, it just floods sites like Swapper and eBay with these almost half price units because the the owner has bought one and got another one for free and he's and he's selling it and he can't yeah. obviously sell it at full price but he can definitely get rid of it for five or six hundred dollars. So when you go onto mm-hmm. these um and I'm sure it it's a finite amount as well. So the sort of you when you look at this stuff you think that the pressure's on because if I don't take that one then another one won't come along. But uh, when you know that it, the, the retail price is like $950 and, and one is going for like 515 or $525, for me, that, that's worth doing because even though I may not be able to get the full, you know, LG backup and warranty and that, and that kind of thing, as long as it's fine when it comes out of the sealed box and you don't have any reason to complain, you just save nearly $500 on a phone which is probably going to get quicker updates than the V30. Um, the internals are better, you know, with the 8, 845 uh, Snapdragon uh, and a few other whistles and bells that are in the V40 that are not in the V... Sorry, in the V40 but not in the V30 because obviously it's an updated phone. Um, so I jumped on it and I went for it. And at first... I thought, ah, oh, why did I do this? It's, it's not that great. Even for that price, I probably could have just saved myself $500 and just kept yeah. the V30. The first thing I did when I set it up was to test the cameras. Now, as you know, the V40 comes with three cameras on the back, your standard lens, mm-hmm. the almost, uh, LG standard wide angle lens, which has always been pretty good and fun to use. And a new telephoto lens. So you've got, you know, what essentially should be the best uh, of three worlds. But as Michael Fisher said in his in his quick review on launch day, the telephoto lens is pretty pretty awful. It's pants when you when you do it, even the tiniest bit of zooming in on a photo that you've taken in low light. It's almost pointless because it's so grainy and terrible. It's like using, you know, a fifty dollar phone from walmart or something 
The standard mm-hmm. lens and the wide-angle lens are, are as good as the V30. No, nothing really over the top, but okay. And you've got you have to deal with the notch, which is a pretty standard uh, thing on smartphones these days. And I think even though I'm pretty uh, anti-notch when it comes to it, you just have to get used to it, I think, and just deal with it because it's, yeah. it's the way it's going. I think we're in the the post processing world now as well, aren't we? It's yeah. not about it's it's not as much about the the camera hardware as much as what people are doing with the pictures yeah. once they've been snapped. I think um, um, I think Google and and Huawei and various others are proving that really with the post production and and Apple as well this time round they've gone really heavy on post production and they're they're pulling out very similar style shots now. Right. Um, and it's it's um it's just how well they can tweak that algorithm i think afterwards because the what you can do physically with that space that you've got is is limited obviously yeah. you know there's nothing yeah. much more you can do you've only got that amount of space and i'd also heard i don't know whether it was just um just i i might be getting mixed up with which brand it was but i've been told that with the um, when you when you think you're taking um a, a zoomed in photo using the telephoto lens on some devices if the light is less than stellar it will use the standard lens and just use digital zoom so you're not even using that hardware anyway um and i think a lot of a lot of the um you know the telephoto stuff's used mainly for getting extra data from the photo if you want to do portrait modes and things like that i think it's it's good for that kind of thing but I've yet to see one. I also I can't understand why the why it's two X and not four X or, or something X. You know, yeah. something else a little bit a little bit stronger. You'd think it would be a bit more uh, valuable. But you know, the, I've seen you take some fantastic wide angle shots as well, um, which always makes me a little bit jealous, to be honest. Because my only alternative is to do a kind of a fake wide angle with a panorama. But right. um, you know, it's it, it is a good shot that, that it pulls off, isn't it? I've seen some really. It, it gives the scene a lot more. Um, it gives the story a lot more meat and meat and potatoes, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. I mean, we were in the uh, the new World Trade Center transport hub over the weekend. It's called the Oculus. You might have seen pictures of it. It's like a big, it's almost like a big white yeah. set of fish bones coming out of the ground. It looks pretty cool. When you go inside, it's really cavernous, and you can go up to this little balcony level to look down on the whole kind of in, inside of the, the plaza with all the, uh, the the shops and the and you can see all that sort of the white bones above, and um, yeah. yeah. The last time I was in New York, that wasn't there. It was just right. I went to Ground Zero, but uh, there was nothing else. They were, they were just completing the the towers, but right uh, the tower, should I say? But nothing else had been done. Yeah. So this is. I mean, I, I'm probably going to get it wrong by saying it opened this year, but it might have opened last year. But it was. It's it's fairly new, and it is really an, an impressive architectural structure. But when you go up into this this little this little balcony bit because it's got various levels you're looking down this huge open space with people wandering around and you know and um i took two shots one with the standard lens and it was fine and then one with the wide angle lens and you just even if i don't fiddle with the the camera settings too much and i don't go for the full i guess it would be um not four by three but 16 nine i just left it on four by three and it it still captures so much more information visually on what you're looking at, and like you say, it it gives it gives the scene a little bit more kind of an immersive feel where you you, you almost you're looking at stuff that you that you would see with your eyes, I think, but you wouldn't see on a four by three normal lens shot, and so yeah. it is it becomes a bit more immersive and it gives you more like you say meat on the bones and and you know. It, it tells more of a story, doesn't it? When it does. You're and trying, I, and to do. you're trying to tell trying a story to, with the shot. Yeah, but I'm trying to think what the what the real difference is between that and a decent panorama shot. Which you are, you know, these days you're going to get a decent panorama shot with most with most modern modern day you, smartphones. You are. I, I don't know about the Android phones, but I know that the iPhone does fantastic panorama shots because they it stitches them all together at full resolution. You don't get a compressed image at the end. You just get a huge. Um, a huge image, but it's all full resolution, so they're really, really crisp. Um, but I, I'm not sure what the Android stuff does. I don't take many, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't really use the pan- panorama thing on on many of the phones I've had, but I did no. see lots of pe- people with iPhones up on the balcony doing the sort of you know the 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 quick vertical uh, panorama. Yeah, and uh, you know if that works, then then brilliant. Why not? Um, 
but it is quite nice just to tap, tap the screen and, and get a wider angle and uh, yeah, and get a good a good get a good picture. So yeah, so going back to when I first started uh, using the V40, you know, it, it didn't win me over. And I even said to to James Honeyball, you know, the screen is a bit dull. It's a bit kind of murky. It's not as vibrant as my V30. I think I'm, you know, I've either got a lemon or it's just a, it's a slightly different screen, but it's just not as, it's not up there in, in quality. And, um, the rest of the phone is fine. You know, it's, it's nice to hold. It's got nice kind of rounded edges. It's not, it doesn't feel sharp in any way. Um, it's a good size. It's slightly bigger than the V30, but really quite light. And, um, but it wasn't really, it wasn't bowling me over. And I went out, over the weekend with with the missus took my v30 out took some nice little autumnal photos and i I, was, I thought yeah i'm i'm still quite happy with with the v30 i don't really want to uh to sort of have to change over to an, another phone really because yeah I, I couldn't really there wasn't anything that was so far and above of what i had that made it seem worth it and then um I left my sim in the V30 and then went to work on Monday and I came back and I was, I was absolutely going to go from the bedroom into the living room, get the V40 and just go reset and then start the process of of selling it. And this is going to sound weird, but I went into the living room, the, the V30 was on the coffee table and I picked it up and I just thought for a second, actually, this is quite a nice phone physically to hold. And I turned it on, yeah. and I thought, hmm, I don't know what happened with my eyes, but the screen isn't all that bad at all. It's actually quite nice. And then I thought, you know what? There's something that just, just kind of clicked. I thought, I'm not going to get rid of this just yet. I'm going to give it a proper go. I'm going to put my SIM in it. I'm going to take a, a million pictures with it and really go to town with it. And honestly, the first impressions weren't great, but after using it for a, a week... It's um, it's really impressing, impressing me. The pictures I've, I've been taking in good light um, are as good as the pictures I was getting from the V30 with the Pixel APK. And sometimes, I, I dare to say, slightly better. Um, Is this an 845? It's an 845. I don't know whether the Pixel APK is available for it yet. I think James mentioned something for the G7, but I've I've, I've been on Google looking around. I, I couldn't find anything, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep looking. But um, yeah, I would expect it to be. I think the 6T and the 6 have both got it. I think. Okay, so the, I need, the I, I need to is. I need to do some more shopping around in, in Google. I think, but um, or maybe James could send me a link. But one thing I have noticed when I've been using the, the V40 out and about is that the telephoto lens is actually pretty good if the light is plentiful. If you're in a living room or if you're in the kitchen, uh, you know, taking a picture of the cat or whatever, it's going to be muddy. It's going to look like you picked up a phone from 1999. But if you, if you're outside and it's like brilliant sunshine and it's, you know, really, you've got got loads of light and you hold the phone really, really still as you take the picture because the telephoto doesn't have OIS. The photos that I that I that I got from the the V40 were actually pretty good, and I wasn't embarrassed by sharing them. So actually, the phone has grown on me a lot. Um, there are a few things about it that are just a little bit better than the V30. The haptics are, 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 are way better, which I know is not an important thing. But actually, when you're using the phone day to day and you've got that little those little buzzes under your thumbs and fingers, it it does yeah. actually give you a you should a, get be- better a, power management as well shouldn't you with an 845 i think well <laughs> that was the one thing i was going to say is not is not great and i know i've got to give yeah, it a chance because good. batteries seem to have a life of their own for the first week and then they kind of settle down yeah. but you know when you know when you get so used to one particular phone like you with your your pixel 2 and you know yeah. that after a certain way of using it in the day when you look at the what percentage in the evening, it's not going to surprise you. So if you're on like 65% yeah. at seven o'clock at night, you think, yeah, that's about right. Well, for me, that was about what I was used to. I'd get home, we'd have, we'd have dinner, I'd pick up the phone and it would be in the, in the sixties would be normal for exactly the same way I've used the phone for, you know, the last, you know, five years or whatever yeah. with this V40 after using it that way and having dinner and picking up the phone is 
which is still fine for the rest of the day, but you know it's not as good as the V30 or any other phone, you like the S9 or any other phone you've used for the last couple of years, because you get used to what the percentage is going to be at a certain yeah, time of day. Absolutely. So with that said, I've been looking at the the battery a little bit more closely and um, my classic overnight test, which is the one that used to drive me nuts yeah. when you leave the Let phone off and not off, but you know, screen off yeah, on standby. Uh, yep. Always on screen is uh, um, scheduled to turn off at sort of 11 PM till 6 AM. So that that's not on either. It is on Wi-Fi. It's not on 4G. So with the the V30, I'd go to bed and say it was, you know, 65%. I'd wake up and it would be 60%, maybe 61%, which to me sounds normal. You're not doing anything with the phone. Doze should kick in. Fine. With the V40, it was about 10% loss overnight, which is a bit more and a bit cheeky because I wasn't really doing anything with it. Um, so I'm keep, keeping an eye on that. But I know a few reviewers have said, um, even if they've said nice things about the camera, they do say the battery life hasn't been amazing. Yeah, yeah. Fine, but not amazing. That's not great, is it? Is it no. a bigger capacity or is it the same? It's the same. I think it's 3300, which is the same as the V30, which, mm. you know, um, it's weird because you'd think the 845 would be better at power management over the 835, but... yeah. It's an, I mean, it's straight out of the box, so maybe it just needs another week to kind of settle down and learn my usage. I, I don't know whether that's just mythical Android speak, but I've heard that plenty of times on podcasts, so I'm actually going to Yeah, I think they do a lot of indexing. I know, I know the iPhone does. It certainly it gets warm and everything else, but I think you know the iPhone has a, has a good excuse in that it's doing a lot of its um, indexing and processing and things like that on device. Right. Um, so all your photos need to come down. It needs to do all the recognition and everything with those. Um, but obviously the Android stuff is different. It, it does most of that in the cloud, so it doesn't need to do that heavy lifting. So I don't know. Um, whether you know how much it will improve or, or won't improve but so <clears throat> you've talked to me about the the v30 and the v40 but is there not a g series in between the two are they are they no good for you anymore well i tried very very briefly i tried the g7 which i talked to richard right. and james about on a previous episode and i just really didn't like it it it, it for me it was quite kind of stuttery and laggy um i I do think it was pre-launch because I had it through a trial through LG about a week before it launched. Um, mm. The one thing that was the most jarring was when you're in the camera app and you were switching between the standard lens and the wide angle lens. It just seemed to take an eternity to do that way, way longer than the V30. And I just again thought, what is this offering me above and beyond what I already have? Well, nothing. It's, it's actually got fewer things. It's like slightly, yeah. you know, less screen estate because we've got the, the the notch to deal with, which wasn't playing well with the um, the other apps such as Google Maps and uh, and Fenix and things like that. So um, I just thought, you know, it it's not it's not enough of a jump for me to to ditch the V30 and go with the G7, and that's how how I initially thought with the V the V40 before I really gave it a good enough go to realize actually it is mm -hmm. a better phone. Yeah, especially for five hundred dollars. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So, how much will you get for the V thirty then? Or are you handing that down to Holly? I'm going to give that. Yeah, I'm going to give that to the missus. She's still using the G five as if <laughs> she's using the G five as if it was released three months ago, and uh, she just kind of really well, does that not make you feel really crazy though? When, it drives me nuts when we're in the pub. And she's showing me a photo or some something on Facebook that she saw earlier. And I'm just watching how slowly these things open. And it just it um, amazes me how no, it I meant the just other way. doesn't I bother meant the other her. Way. Yeah, yeah. No, I meant the other way in that, you know, people are quite happy to use these things. And is there really that much difference and all the rest of it? But right, yeah. Saying it's much slower than, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm using... Um, a Pixel 2 XL at the moment, but long story on that. But um, yeah, it's the only, it's the first phone in about ten years that I've had that's been over a year old that I've wow. still been happy to use. So you're breaking all the rules um, here, Rich. I am a little bit, aren't I? Yeah. But <laughs> after we after we spoke last time, um, I sort of you know work got very very um, well. 
work got quiet, which means I got much busier trying to bring more work in. Right. And I thought, right, I need to get away from this, you know, this, this phone thing. I need to get away from all that and stop obsessing over it. And I just need to get something nice and simple um, so that I'm, I don't got any choice or anything else like that. I'll just concentrate on work. So I got um, an iPhone 10, used it for a month and a half, maybe two months, really enjoyed it. Um, usual thing. I'm like the, the opposite of Kev Wright. I, I'll try an iPhone and it never sticks. He tries Android phones and they never stick. Right. Um, <laughs> basically, I, I tried it, sold sold my uh, my Pixel 2, which was a mistake at the time, um, as, I, as I look at it now. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, used that. And there were many things that were excellent about it, as I've discussed at length before. You know, the integration with the Mac and all that kind of thing made, made work really good. Um, but the bottom line was... I was out with the dogs and out at the weekend and out on holiday and stuff like that and taking photos, looking at them and just thinking, God, I wish I'd have taken that with a pixel. It would have been so much nicer and I can't go back and retake it. It's done. Um, <clears throat> so I ended up, after a couple of months, shifting the, the 10 on and picking up um, a Pixel 2 XL from Enviraphone for about 350 quid, something like that. Um, and as soon as I got it back and put all my details in, it just felt like home. Um, and then after that, the, well, I think the, the XS and the XS Max came out and then subsequently the XR and, you know, it's been, they've, they've pulled off some really good camera stuff this year of Apple, but I'm still thinking that what I've got is, is better for me ultimately. I mean, it only stands me at 300 odd quid. It's not, it's not an expensive device at all. In fact, it's probably the best value device out there at the moment. Still works flawlessly and, and produces some great pictures. Um, so that's what I'm sticking to. I've I've had a look at the Pixel Three, not in person. No, I have in person, but it wasn't it wasn't switched on. It was at an EE store, and um, so I had a quick mess with it. And I thought, yeah, that'll be nice. That that'll be really nice in a few months when they're coming down to, you know, four or five hundred quid. Then I'll I'll take another look. But I don't see much difference really. There's wireless charging. It's a nicer form factor. You know, this is the the two XL is a little bit too big for me. But the upside of that is the battery life's great. So. You know, it swings in roundabouts. But I've also been interested in two other um, devices recently. And it's, um, well, one of them's the OnePlus 6T. And the other one is the Xiaomi, my, well, any of the Xiaomi range, really, because they, they came to the UK pretty recently. Right. Um, and... You know they've they've launched their brand. They've got a they've got a, a shop opening up in the west in the um, in the big shopping centre in London, the big shopping centre in London. I'm sure there are many. I forget its name now. Down in in White City, I think. Is it Westfield um, or something? Westfield, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was okay. going to say Westgate, but I don't think it's right. Westgate. Um, <clears throat> so they've launched a, a load of new products, and, and I was really interested in them because they've got this thing where they. You know they pledge to only make five percent profit on hardware. It's a nice, it's a nice idea, but really, you know, I don't think they make a lot of money on hardware anyway. I think it's services that they make the money on. So it's kind of like saying, you know, I'll, I promise not to make any money on something that you don't sell very much of, or something that there's hardly any profit <laughs> right. on anyway. You know, they're not, they're, you know, it's not um, philanthropy or anything else like that. Um, but they launched. There was a bit of a cloud over the launch as well. I, I, I saw what they'd launched and. You know, fantastic value. Some of the stuff that they put out there—it's really amazing. And they've got this, um, the Mi Eight Pro, and it's kind of a, a One Plus Six competitor. It's down at five hundred pound. It's a really, really nice looking phone. Um, it's got all the all the things that you'd want on a phone of that sort of. Well, on a phone that's probably about two hundred and fifty quid more. Really, it's 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 a really good piece of hardware. But you've got to wrestle a little bit with the software, I think, and. From what I could see, the camera was pretty subpar, especially in video. It wasn't, didn't seem to be stabilized or anything. It was really pretty poor. Um, but they had this weird little competition thing going where they, they said at a certain time, um, you could get a device for a pound <laughs> if you logged on right, at the right time and you were in, yeah. So loads of people obviously logged on and tried to get them and they were sold out really quick, but they didn't, they weren't really really clear with the terms and conditions of the oh, of no. the offer uh -oh. so a lot of people got really upset then someone delved into the html on the website and, and discovered that it was never really all that fair anyway it was never really you know a lottery of of any sort so 
there's a few people out for blood at the moment with where Xiaomi's concerned, saying that they're they've they've produced this scam um, huh. offer and all that kind of thing. But to be quite honest, I think it's I, I tweeted out. I just said, you know, this is tomorrow's chip paper. This is, it might make everybody angry right now, but it'll be forgotten very quickly. I right. think, and I think a lot of these. I don't know how to say it, but the you know the the, the Chinese type companies do tend to make some fairly major gaffes and I, I don't know whether that it's probably a cultural thing I guess you know they're, they're used to promoting items in a different way than, than we are and you know that's just it but I, I know that they're not the only ones to have problems Huawei have had problems with you know not putting up the correct images when they said oh look at what this camera can do on our oh, phone that's true yeah and yeah and then you saw the the DSLR in the background yeah had actually taken the photo um and also OnePlus had a lot of problem at the very start when they were being a little bit sexist and a little bit tone deaf with their marketing. And right. it happens. It does happen. Um, so I, I think they'll, I think they'll carry on as, as usual. And I don't think they'll be unduly hurt by it. They've got a, from what I can gather, they've got a pretty good guy at the helm in, on the UK thing, Wilkin Lee. He's, he seems to be he used to head up, um, Honor, which is obviously Huawei's UK. Um, or European brand, um, so he knows his stuff, and he seems pretty popular. So I, I think he'll do a good PR job and get him back on track. But the actual phone itself, when you compare it to a, a OnePlus Six T, is not. It doesn't seem quite there. I mean, they've had a little bit more time in, in right. some respects to get it right of OnePlus, and they do listen a lot more. Um, and from what I can gather, there's there's a few people on Twitter that've got the Six T, and it's just incredible value you know it's blazingly fast you can get the google camera on there working absolutely no problem it's got oxygen os which is kind of like stock android with with nice um appreciated tweaks right um there's a few things that it, that it can't do that the pixel does in terms of you know the software layer that other the skin that the very very light skin that a pixel phone has but i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say i think that when this 2XL goes, I think I'll be looking in the direction of OnePlus rather than in the direction of, you know, Samsung or or maybe even Google. I don't know. We'll have to see what the prices do when you know with the with the three and the three XL. But it will be a three, a standard three that I go for, not an XL. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll see how it goes. It, uh, you know, Google have introduced some really interesting products recently. The the Pixel Slate seems really good. I might have to take a look at one of those next year. Um, and also the the Google Home, this um, what, what do they call it? Home Hub, I think they call it. Have you seen one? The Google Home, uh, yeah, because HomePod is the Apple one. I think it's Home Hub. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's like a seven inch tablet with a with a, a stand to it and all that kind of thing. And yeah. To be honest, it's had universal praise. It seems to be pretty good if you if you get in it for the right reasons. It's not a any sort of a TV replacement or anything. It is quite small. It's a lot smaller than you think apparently when you get it. Um, but I'm used to that kind of talk anyway. Um, right. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I might take a look at one of those. But then it's where do you put it? Do you put it in the the office or do you put it at home it's uh, i don't know but it's, it's a really nice um, digital photo album as well so that'd be one good reason to have it at home i think we'll just have to see i don't know there's there's interesting stuff coming out um you know th- there's some uh, there's some new ipads that have just been launched as well that are not really my cup not, not really my cup of tea i've tried to shoehorn ipads into my workflow before and it's never really worked i always end up with a, a very expensive um, way to watch YouTube videos, and and even then, you know, <laughs> right. the phone's always with you. It's much easier. So, um, but um, you've you've still got your iMac, haven't you? Are you still using that for a lot of your photo um, yeah, and that, stuff like that. That thing is running hot. That thing is is being used every day by uh, my wife. She, you know, she's she bought this. Well, we went in and, and got a, quite an expensive new uh, Canon camera for her, and. Um, so when we, when we get home, she takes the SD card out of that, and pops it into the into the iMac, and I'm so so happy we spent the extra money and went for the 4K screen because the yeah. the details are absolutely pin sharp, and her photos are just coming you know come really coming to life on that thing. Well, you've taught her everything you know, basically. Well, of course, sense. yeah. I mean, you know, I I run a really good photo tutorial uh, course which she took. And, uh, you know, she's learned a lot from me and, uh, thank, you know, th- I think she, she's pretty grateful for that. Um, she'd be absolutely that terrible without me. on your course would marry you. I, <laughs> I think it's, it's getting to the point though with her camera. Are you going to buy uh, an iPhone? 
no, 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 I don't think so. Um, it's funny because you say that, but the, um, again, looking at what, what, what was available in, was the October, the big launch month for the new iPhones? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I was actually not completely put off by the new, um, I'm going to get this wrong, 10S Max. Yeah, the big lad. Yeah. yeah, the big lad. Because uh, as soon as it launched, you know, I popped into the Apple store and just just to have a look. And um, surpri- again, surprisingly, not just, oh, yeah, never, never get that. Ugh, no. But I actually picked it up and thought, yeah, it's actually quite nice. But again... You can't deny it. They are nice things. It's just... It's they are nice. You can go, it's whether you can go with their model. That's the thing. Their model is, pay us this much per month. It won't sting too much. And we'll give you this this phone, and that that's pretty much it. That's why they want to go with it. I mean, they, they've been <laughs> they've they've been under the spotlight a little bit recently. I mean, Tim Cook decided that he wanted to have a bit of a pop at Google recently about privacy and and about people who sell their you know who who sell data and things like that. But yeah, I think it was a little bit a little bit disingenuous of him really because he gets I mean reported nine billion dollars a year from Google. For putting that as the as putting Google as the default search engine on an iPhone, so right. I've often wondered where he gets his uh, where, where he gets his nuts from when he comes from when he comes from that point of view. Because you know, at the end of the day, he produces a phone. If that phone was to sit there and and you know not really be used, then it would be you know privacy would be fantastic. You know, but at the end of the day, you go through Wi-Fi networks, you go through your carriers, you use all these different apps and everything else. It's it's a bit like Ford saying that they've got the safest car in the world as long as you never back it out of the garage. Right. It, it's just one of those things. And, you know, I think uh, they're, they're coming under, I feel like they might be coming under a bit of pressure at the moment. I don't know whether you'd heard or not, but they've recently said in a recent earning call, earnings call that they're no longer going to be reporting unit numbers. Oh, I did read that, yeah. So that, yeah, they're not going to tell us how many they've sold anymore. Um, and obviously the reason for that is, which I've been banging on about for 12 months or so, and it is banging on about it as well. It's boring. But the the number of units that they're selling is starting to peter out and, and start to sort of um, you know decline a little bit. But they're still making more and more money. And you know, off off the actual units themselves. I'm not talking about in general because obviously their services sector is is going up because they're selling more iCloud storage and more more of that kind of thing. But the price per unit is going up. Therefore, the amount of for every pound you spend in an Apple store on an iPhone, more of that is going into their pockets for profit than it is going to the manufacturers for for those costs. You know, it's not overhead anymore. It's not cost of cost of producing it. It's it's more profit. Right. Um, because of course, what they want is for Wall Street to look at them and go, "Wow, your profits are going up. That's great. You must be you must be doing great." And they are. And by that measure, they're doing really well. Their profits are going up, and they're selling less things to actually get to achieve those profits. But yeah. as a user, I don't see how that should be. I don't see why that should be celebrated. I don't see why I should be pleased or or proud or or whatever or in awe of Apple for the fact that for every single unit that they're selling now, they're making more profit than they ever have. That's not something that I'm going to be, you know, excited by, really, um, unless I've got shares in Apple, and uh, I don't. I know one or two of uh, our esteemed colleagues do have shares in Apple, and obviously, if you're on that train, then you know, that's great. You know, to see them going up and up is brilliant. But for me, I don't. I don't see. I could easily. I could easily justify it because at the end of the day, the phone is a work tool for me, and it, it does do um, an awful lot of the heavy lifting for me. I could easily justify it, but I just. I, I just don't see how, you know, I don't see how in good conscience how I can when there are other options out there that are doing it for far less. Um, you know, I might be turning into an old cheapskate. That's possible. That's definitely <laughs> possible. But I've. it was interesting, you know, I, when I listen to muggles, what I call muggles, you know, or normobs as some people call them. <laughs> yes. Um, when you listen to them talk, and it's largely my family and extended family, when I listen to them talking at the weekend about one of the um, younger ones wanted an iPhone for Christmas and, and said, right, okay. And they said, oh, they want an iPhone 8 Plus. And I said, right, well, how much are you spending? They said, oh, about £300. And I said, you're just not going to get one for that, really. Right. Um, not unless it's fairly well used. And they said, oh, how much are they? And so I sort of said how much they'd be and how much they'd be on contract and all that kind of thing. And I'd talk to them about the XR or the 10R, sorry, which is 
that's a, an absolute marketing revelation in itself. But we'll go on. <laughs> talk about that. In, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, okay. But one of them piped up. Um, one of them piped up. Have you looked at those? Who are we phones? And I just, you know, you you, you die a little bit inside, don't you? But yeah, just was, a little bit. Know, one of my friends. Yeah, one of my friends at work has got one, and he's had an iPhone, and he's got one of these things now, and he says it's absolutely brilliant, and there's no difference, and blah blah. And I just think, God, I wonder if that message is going to spread. You know, I wonder if I wonder if that kind of talk is going to be, um, you know, more commonplace, where the people are going to look elsewhere once they see the price of these things. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, the the 10R is unbelievable in terms of what they've done with that. They've 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 transported us. Our, our minds into a completely new dimension in thinking that that phone is cheap. They've taken an eight plus. They've removed a camera. They've put a lower resolution screen in it, and they've um, and, and they've rebranded it as a budget phone. Yeah. So you've gone from, you know, one of the top top line phones that you can get to the bottom line phone for the same price, same money wise, and uh, and they're now describing it as cheap and, and it being a great you know, a really good value proposition. And I just think, you know, it is a good value proposition, but, you know, <laughs> that's that's what they all kind of used to be. That's what yeah. they all were. And there's no real difference. So I don't know. I'm just having a mini rant, I suppose, with that again. But, You're allowed. Um, You're allowed. One thing I'd say about yeah. it, though, is I, I'm sure pre, let's say pre-2008, before the iPhone really yeah. became a thing, um especially over here anyway, network shops, you've got AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile and Sprint. They must have been working quite hard to get people in the doorway because the phones um, were pretty much, you know, there wasn't really a lot of difference between them all. They're all priced around about the same. You've got your, your, your really cheap flip phones and then these, these newest smartphones, which were not, you know, that brilliant at the time, but they were... There was no kind of for the for the retailers, no real like bread and butter um, products for them to sell to keep people coming in the doors. Fast forward ten years to to now, I get almost get the feeling when I when I walk past um, a network store or I go in just to have a little look, look around, it's almost as if the, the the staff working there have got the easiest job in the world or the most boring job in the world because ninety percent of the people I'm, you know, picking that number out of the sky, but 90% of the people walking in there are going in to either upgrade their iPhone, get their iPhone fixed or buy a new iPhone. And yeah, there are a few, a, sp- a smattering of other phones around, around the shop. And I bet no, I bet nobody looks at them seriously. You know, the V 40s no, in there, no, no one's looking at the V 40. They're going in because the iPhone is almost ubiquitous and it's synonymous with the word phone. So if you get yeah, absolutely anyway, everyone in your family's on FaceTime. They're all buying iPhones. They're upgrading from a six to an eight, or maybe a ten. Or you know, the, the business people of the world are getting the absolute latest and greatest. And it's almost as if all these network stores now are, you know, their their main their main business is is is, is iPhone. And so that kind of carries out into into the wider world. So when you ride the train and you look around and you can count. That everyone's got their phone out, obviously, but it's almost like yeah. nine out of ten phones are iPhones. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, Apple have done an amazing job in their marketing and their 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 magic of of word of mouth and just almost making it so that if you say cell phone or smartphone, sometimes it's just referred to as iPhone now. Even if yeah. you don't have one in your pocket, I we went to the theatre a couple of I, weeks ago, and the the announcement, you know, please, it used to be turn your pages off, and now it's please silence your iPhones. Yeah. So I, I mean, so, so I, I stood up and I said, "Excuse me, I don't have one." <laughs> of course, I didn't. But uh, it's that's I, that's the I way do I think, think they we're have going. done a great job with the marketing, but I also think they've been helped along by a good few years, a good a good five years of really poor quality Android phones. Yes. So it's not just that people have been attracted to Apple, but they've been pushed that way as well because they've tried a Samsung or they've tried a Motorola or whatever, and it's just not done the job for them. It's not been good enough. So people yeah. have gone, oh, well, I'll just I'll have an iPhone because the last one I had worked and it was great. And, and the only reason I got rid of it is because X, Y, and Z, but there were only right. small reasons, so I'll just go back to one. But I think the... 
in America, I think you're always going to get more iPhones for sure yes. because it's you know it's an American company com- company. It's it's ingrained in you in the culture and all that kind of thing. It's what it is. But it is, yeah. I think the UK is a bit more of a tipping point. I think um, there's less. Um, I think there's less money floating around here these days with Brexit and all that kind of thing. There's a lot of uncertainty, and I think people are looking for where they can spend their money and where they can save money and whether they're getting good value from things. So right. I'd be interested to see whether what the percentages do for the next couple of years in the UK, because the rest of Europe is very Android-heavy um, compared with the iPhone, um, and in the same way that it's very WhatsApp-heavy in, in, in relation to iMessage-heavy. Right. Um, so it's you know I'd be interested to see what happens over the next couple of years with regards to the UK and the market share between the two. Um, I don't think it's as cut and dried as it is in the US. It's a completely different feel, I think. Now um, we'll just have to see what you know what the following months with regards to Brexit what what it does because I can feel a lot of uncertainty in the air for sure, and, and I see people that are used to. You know, spend quite casually, and now thinking twice about it, right. it is very difficult. Yeah, mm. I mean, over here the the economy is, uh, you know, doing quite well. With um, it, I think it's a temporary blip, to be honest. Uh, when you when you yeah. when you read into it, and you you read those like long, those long stories in the, in the paper, and, you, and the people that actually know what they're talking about, it looks like that it's been in, uh, like a sugar injection into the economy here. So people do kind of feel that their wages are going up, and uh, prices are kind of hovering around the same as they were last year. So people are spending more. And I wouldn't be surprised if this Christmas, this holiday season, as they like to call it, the uh, yeah. The shops are going to do quite well. Online stores are going to do quite well because people feel that, you know, there's, there's, like you say, there's a there's a feeling in the air over in the UK. There's a feeling in the air over here where people are kind of doing quite well. Um, we'll all be skint as bricks in about two years, but at least, you know, when you go past these 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 stores, a lot of there's a, a lot of good deals going on, and people are people are in there, and people are yeah. walking around with shopping bags everywhere everywhere I look. So. I think things are going quite well. Um, mm. Just going back to the, the, the iPhone kind of um, the, the sort of the, the mind share capture that they've managed to do. I mean, I was talking to a couple of friends last week who ab- are absolutely not um, into tech. You know, they're, they're muggles, yeah. definitely, 100%. But when I pulled my uh, V30 out, my, my friend, his name's also Andy, said... Um, so, so what's that then? I said, well, I'll, I'll tell you, but you, you would never have heard of it. It's an LG. Did you roll your eyes a little bit when you I said did? That? I did. I did a little bit. I said, it's an LG V30. He said, oh, LG. Yeah, we've got an LG TV. I said, yeah, they make TVs. They also they also make fridges and washing machines. But he goes, well, what what on earth are you doing with that? And I said, listen, I'm not gonna not gonna get in get super nerdy with you and get into it, but I just really like it. And he, he pulled out his, his iPhone 10, not the, one of the new ones, the one from last year. And he said, yeah. he, he looked at me and he kind of shook the phone in his hand a little bit. And he said, this has got the best camera in the world. Why would you have <laughs> anything other than this? And I said, Andy, I really respect you, mate. You're a very intelligent man. But why do you, what makes you say that that phone, which is a year old, has the best camera in the world. And he looked at me as if I'd just grown a second head. And he went, it's an iPhone. I went, yeah, "Yeah, well, it's a very good camera. But I just, you know, I was so tempted to have a massive go because I thought, oh, you just sit down with Rich Fletcher and James Honeyball and Richard Yates and we'll just just talk to you about the Pixel phone and other other camera phones and show you examples. And, you know, the iPhone is is a great phone with a great camera, but... Is it the best? Maybe for him, but you know, and his missus was was sitting next to him, nodding her head as if I was absolutely nuts. Yeah, but that's the point, isn't it? For him, it might be for him because I know, you know, there there are people that we chat to know, you know, they know cameras inside out, and they say, you know, the photos that you get out of a of a um, 
the photos that you're going to get out of a pixel are striking and um, unique and all the rest of it, but they're not necessarily as realistic as something that would come out of a you know an iPhone or a or you know pick a pick a different brand, pick anything. You know, it's it's what you like, and I partic- I like the output from the Pixel camera, but I know full well that when I look at some of the pictures, they're not realistic. They're not what I saw, but they're what I want. You know, I like them. Um, so you know, you may might well have been. You know, talking truth from his perspective, in that yeah. they're quite. You see, I, I found the photographs that I got from the um, from the iPhone ten quite lifeless. I took a lot of photos with it, and I found them to be quite flat and quite lifeless and boring. And I thought, well, if that's the you know, if that's what it is, that's what it is. You know, is it the right thing to be injecting a lot of extra drama into the photo? Is that something that should be done on post production in you know in Lightroom or whatever, or, or you know how should it be? But ultimately, I know that when I take a shot with the with the Pixel, it's going to come out exactly as I like, and I'm always right. always when always excited to go into the gallery and see. When I've taken like ten shots in a, in a row, I'm always excited to go into the gallery and see what it's got, um, and because it's always impressive, I always like it. Um, and it doesn't miss. It never misses. Um, but you know, it is interesting that people have they still have that opinion. And yeah, you know, it, it's the iPhone does so many things so well. You know, perfectly. Exactly. In, in a lot of cases. But you know, I've got to be. I've got to be happy with it. You know, I've got to be happy yeah. with the way I feel. In using I mean, his. One. I think his. Um, his point of view, which we didn't, you know, we didn't explore it. We just kind of moved on. But his his point of view, I think, is is kind of backed up by market share and um, the fact that it does produce pretty good pictures. But the market share yeah. and the marketing does actually bolster uh, his his view that he has the best camera in the world. Um, and of course, he's ne- not used anything anything else ever since you know he had a, a flip phone in two two thousand seven. So, you know, for him, he's not like us. We would use different phones, compare different phones and and choose what we think is the best in terms of, like you say, a picture that brings out some some life. Uh, our, our good friend Lenny over in Queens sent me three pictures uh, a couple of days ago of the same thing. One was from his Note 9. One was from a 6T, which he's got on trial. And one was from his V40, which he's also got on trial. And even though, you know, they were sent via email, so they were I, not compressed too much, I don't think. They're almost normal size. He said, have a, have a look at these and tell me which, uh, which ones, you you know, you which one you think you would pick. And I have to be honest, I, I, I really struggled to pick one out that stood out as, like, a winner. Because yeah. we're, at, we're at the point now, if you're spending a decent amount of money on a phone, whether it's a, whether it's an iPhone X whether it's a, a 6T or a Note or even one of the, the new fancy Xiaomi's, you're, you're really having to nitpick because the pictures are just outstanding. And I think that's where we're at right now, where, you know, it, it's so close. You've really, really got to be picky to pick a, yeah. a, a winner in inverted commas. Well, Marcus Brownlee did a, a blind test last year, didn't he? Um, with a lot of the, the flagships and... I ended up quite liking the Samsung stuff, but I, I think I might just like gaudy photos. I, I don't know, but <laughs> um, I, when I look back at some of the stuff that I've taken with, you know, even like a, a six and a six S iPhone, I've been really pretty happy with it. Right? You know, I mean, it is. It, it is. We are just quibbling about the, the top couple of percentage, aren't we? That we're yeah. not really talking about night and day anymore. No. I mean, it used to be like that, especially on Android. Android Android used to be a, a, the poor man's choice for for good photography, and then and then Samsung just kind of upped their game and and brought everyone else along with it. But like you say, when you go back through old photos, and at the moment we're trying to drag everything out of Flickr because that seems to be you know going down the toilet. Uh, we're yeah. looking. I'm, I'm looking at pictures from 2010, 2011 with old older Nokia phones and, and Lumia phones and um, you, you do stop for a second and look at the screen and think huh, that's actually a pretty good shot and it's crisp, it's got life it's been, you know, it's it's it's, it's a nice, a really nice photo and if you said to somebody on Twitter, if you posted that and said, yeah, this is from the new Pixel 3 XL, they'd probably believe you or, you know, a new mm. new iPhone they'd probably believe you because the, the quality is so good and yet 
it's a photo that's like six or seven years old. But, you know, I, th- I think a lot of it is to do with, with the photographer as well, because, you know, I'm in, I'm in a couple of photo groups in on Facebook for phones, not, not professional, obviously, because I'm absolutely rubbish. But some of the, the pictures they're using, uh, some of the phones they're using are uh, phones I would never in a million years have, have bought, like, you know, a Nokia 5 for £150 uh, over yeah. in India. And the pictures, they're just, I'm sure they've been edited a little bit in Snapseed, but I think, good it's Lord, I've got... things like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's every, it's everything. I'm thinking I've got a phone that's worth maybe three times as much as that. And there's no way I could take a picture as good as that. Not, not in a million years, but, you know, it's that old adage of it's the photographer, not the camera. And I guess it's I'm just uh, going to have to carry yeah. on copying my wife. <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely right. We've talked about this time and time again, haven't we? It's all about uh, knowing what you're doing in a lot of cases. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of um, a lot of these modern phones now will allow you to break the rules, and they'll still give you a better shot. There was a lot of raving going on about when the when the iPhone XS came out that you could take photographs directly into the sun, um, and it would just sort them out. You know, that's right. Obviously, a, a photography no no, but you know, if it can do it, it can do it. You know? Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Making yeah. it more accessible to people, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's where you enjoy the pixel because that um, that computer wizardry that happens in the background after you take a shot and makes it look so good. Um, yeah. Well, I'm starting you know, to learn. I mean, I know what I know how to how to give it its best chance, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I know how to how to frame a shot so it will be able to work its magic a little bit easier to give it more to work from and everything else like that. But yeah, it still um, it still flatters me an awful lot. That's good, mm. and uh, as soon as you bung them up on the on the iMac, they just look incredible. And yeah, then um, the missus is pretty adept with Photoshop, so she can bring out, you know, the real detail and and crop it just the right way, and just makes it you look see, pretty, I'm, I'm pretty not, professional. I'm not at all. I'm not great with with that kind of thing at all. Um, no, I'm terrible. I keep meaning to get yeah, I keep meaning to get Gavin Fabiani Lemon to. Um, to show, give me a little whiz round, um, you know, around Photoshop and around um, all these different applications that he uses to get the best out of things. But uh, at the moment, all I do, if I see a really nice landscape, I'll tend to put it through Snapseed, put some HDR scape on it, a little <laughs> that's bit of exactly vignette. exactly what I do. <laughs> yeah, a bit of vignette, and that's it. I'm done. Yeah, a bit of vignette. Put up the satch to 30%. Yep, <laughs> and that's me. Um and the, probably if you look through my Instagram, that's that's what most of it looks like. It screams it. Some people like it, some people hate it. And uh, I'm, I'm in the camp where I quite like HDR. Um, but, you know, it's, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> but we're kind of approaching an hour now, so we should probably... No, it has flown by, my about, friend. Yeah, we should probably talk about wrapping up, really. But and, uh, yeah. over the next few months, I don't know what I'm... At the moment, I'm trying to get back into running, so I'm having a bit of a, a a bit of a time finding a decent watch. I've got at the moment the Amazfit Bip, which is still the best value smartwatch you can buy, in my opinion. They're like fifty quid. It's yeah. got heart rate, it's got built-in GPS, it's got everything, um, and it's um, it's serving me really well. But uh, it's just quite difficult to get it to integrate with some other stuff sometimes. In that, I want it to chat to Strava and yeah. you know to record runs and things like that. There are ways and means of doing it, but they're not terribly reliable. But um again it's it's not actually stopping me from running, so I should probably just not make, you know, a lot of excuses. But um Fossil have just um released a sport watch as well that's got the new chip in it, the new Android Wear chip or the new Qualcomm chip that's supposed to be better than the than the last one. Who would have thought it? Um and that looks like a reasonable thing as well. It's two hundred and fifty quid, so it's not terrible. Two hundred and fifty quid. Oh, that's not that's not terrible, is it? No, it's got NFC and it's got heart rate and GPS and all that kind of thing. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. See what Father Christmas brings, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, unless you've got any other revelations, we should probably wrap up. Yeah, we should. But we'll talk again soon, and yeah. we'll see uh, what we're using. Um, I'm mm-hmm. probably I'd put a quid on me still using the V40 because it, it grows on me every day. Yeah. And so uh, when we speak again, we'll talk about that and we'll talk about your, whatever's in your sweaty palms. I'm going to guess it's going to, I think you're going to go from the pixel two. I think you're going to go back to a pixel three. I don't know why, but I think you're going to get an itch and you're going to upgrade it to a, a newer specs. 
Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. It doesn't, I'm just so happy with the 2XL. I don't, right. I, it's a bit like you with the um, with your V30 and your V40. I keep yeah. wondering what I would improve. And, you know, also the 6T is also um, nagging at me a little bit as well to give it a try. But, again, I just think to myself, well, you know, it's going to be fast and all that kind of thing, but what's it really going to... What's it really going to bring? Um, and the right. photos, I, I, we're going on holiday again soon, so, well, just for over New Year, so I want to get that out of the way with these pictures, with with this phone, sorry, so I can get some right. nice photos yeah. and see where we're at. But yeah, that's me. All right, mate. I'll, I'll probably Sounds have more good. info on smartwatches next time, but okay. Right, well, we'll call it a day there, everyone. And, Brilliant. Um, and we'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, thanks, Rich. No worries. See you soon. Bye-bye. See you soon, mate. Bye.